Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's going on, Hokie Nation? It's been a while, but we get you going with this fall's installments of our Triumph Spotlights here on TSL Today. Our guest today is Redshirt Senior Defensive Lineman Feldarius Payne, a Suffolk, Virginia native. Feldarius spent two years at Lackawanna College in Pennsylvania before spending the next two seasons as a starter at Nebraska with the Cornhuskers. Now Payne is back in his home state as a Hokie, sidelined by an Achilles injury last season. Feldarius is primed for a big year in 2023. Feldarius Payne coming up next on this week's Triumph Spotlight. Today's show is brought to you by Triumph NIL. The Triumph Digital Network is a fully integrated portal featuring individual channels for Feldarius Payne and all of your favorite Hokie athletes. Visit triumphnil.com for exclusive engagement, merchandise, and content opportunities, as well as subscriptions. All right, let's go ahead and introduce everybody on the set here in the studio today. I'm Giovanni Heater, your host, joined alongside Andy Bitter, and of course, Feldarius Payne. Feldarius, thanks so much for taking the time, man. We've been really looking forward to doing this thing and having you be the first guest of fall number 2023. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, let's kind of start surface level here. Your career has been sort of a winding road, right? We want to open up by giving you the platform to talk about your journey. First, how you got to Lackawanna, what that was like, then the decision to leave there, what your recruitment to Nebraska was like, and now here you are at Virginia Tech. So just kind of take us through that journey. Um, So at first through high school, well, I'll start from like Pop Warner. At first, we won a national championship when I was like in think seventh or fifth grade that's a that's a big distance was but. that and did you play at disney for that oh no we was, we was d3 so we played in north carolina okay but okay i didn't know it was divisions to um pop warner until <laughs> we made it to the championship and they were just like all right y'all d3 we don't go to disney we was like <laughs> we was kind of sad about that and then um i actually wanted to play basketball for a while so i took a year off of football I tried to play basketball, and I was I was good at that age, but didn't stick along. And then around high school, I played both, but um, my first two years, I wasn't the best in the classroom. I was doing a lot of like playing around, not taking school serious seriously, and that's how I ended up the junior college route, really, because. Um, I remember my coach tried to get a college coach to come up, and then he found out my GPA, and it was just. Yeah, it wasn't the best look for me. So then I went to junior college and met a good coach, Coach Duda, up in Pennsylvania, Scranton. Y'all watched The Office by any chance? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's actually a real city. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, they got the little sign, Welcome to Scranton. The, the electric the city. Yeah, the electric city. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And then um, after that, I spent a year. I spent a year there, and then my recruitment started to blow up. And um, I was committed to NC State for, like, the whole entire season. 
and then I flipped like a week before a signing day to Nebraska because once I visited Nebraska, it just it felt right after I took the two official visits to see the difference. Okay, it was it was real nice. And then um, I played the two years there, the COVID, and then after the COVID year, I played another year in Nebraska, and it just didn't feel right. So then I entered the transfer portal. Then I took my name out of the transfer portal, and I stayed in Nebraska for like two, three more months, and I was like, yeah, it still doesn't feel right. And then I hit the portal, talked to Virginia Tech, and it felt, felt like the right place. Felders, what, what was that like, the process, coming to Virginia Tech? I, I think you got introduced to Pry coming out of Lackawanna originally. You, did you look at Penn State at that point, and was that your first contact with him, or how did this whole process play out? Um, I actually, I met Coach Pry when I was in JUCO. He came to a practice or two because he – um. Actually, a few of my teammates played under him at Penn State. I think around like four or five of them. So that was a good opportunity when I first met him. And then things just didn't click that time. Didn't end up there. And now, this time around, got to be with him. What was it about Virginia Tech? I mean, it's, it's closer to home, obviously. How much did that play in, the, in your decision? And what, what were the other factors? Well, really, I didn't want to be close to home, me personally. So Okay, okay. It was like that wasn't a big factor because NC State was like two hours. That's true. And Virginia Tech like five from on um, seven five seven area, but it's still like a good enough. I liked it because it's a good enough distance away from home, like you know home away from home. So it was a good distance, and Virginia Tech also felt like home on my recruitment visit. Like I came to the spring game in the junior day, and everything just felt real. Real family vibes. Felt like a, a big cookout. That's what it felt like. So it was it was a nice interaction. Well, it, it seems like when you ended up coming to Virginia Tech out of the transfer portal, that was kind of instrumental for this new staff at Tech to kind of create those recruiting connections again in the state of Virginia. That was one of their big goals uh, coming into last season and their first true recruiting class. Uh, specifically, though, you're from the Tidewater area, right? So, um, you know, with that decision to come back to Virginia Tech, you know, what does that mean to you to be able to be a part of the foundation of recreating that connection in the state of Virginia, specifically for a transfer? Um, it was a big thing for me because I'm always led up to guys like Bruce Smith, Michael Vick. Michael Vick is from my area. So I used to go to his camp when I was younger. And I had his cleats at one point. Okay. I forgot. Like, you could switch the colors. And that was, like, the biggest thing to me when I was in Pop Warner. I had his cleats. It was it was amazing. And then, um, so seeing him at Virginia Tech, my mom, my mom and dad, both big college football fans. So, like, every Saturday, it's like, that's what we watching the whole entire Saturday. So, coming back home to Virginia Tech is like, this is like, this is Virginia. Like, Virginia Tech is the label for Virginia football. So, it was big for me. So, you get your last year arrive and enroll is that when you injured the Achilles what happened there and and, and how tough was that to, to have to sit out I mean you're primed for a senior season coming back closer to, to where your your folks are and then to have to sit out and watch how tough was that oh it was real tough mentally because I was only supposed to do six months six months here so it was like wow and then it happened like I think like the third fourth week here so it was it was real tough on me at first and then as time went on, it, it got better because, of course, running and walking around, be able to do stuff on your own. Because I was in, like, a scooter in a boot for, like, two months. So, When did you feel like you were back or, or closer to yourself uh, pre-injury? Um, like, mentally or physically? Both. Um, mentally, probably around 
not too long ago, actually, probably really? like May, April. Yeah, so yeah, and physical around the same time, like May, June, around that time. So what is that rehabilitation process like, right? Like get, get into the specifics for us. How do you treat that specific injury? How careful do you have to be? And are you back at 100%? Uh, I feel like this injury is like probably the the most like intense and like detail. Like at first I couldn't even, I couldn't put any type of pressure on it. And it was like big, like don't try to walk around. I hopped around to the restroom to like, use the restroom and shower. And I was in like a smaller room at first. So that was real nice. But um, the the procedure is like real long. I think the recovery is like nine months to a year. And I tore it around like last June. So it was real sh- slow and like, like I remember we was doing the walk, the the tunnel walk. And um, I couldn't even, I was, I just got out of the boot and I was trying to walk and everything was like real slow. And every step I took, it was like hurting. So it was, Everything was real slow, and um, I finally started running in, like, a space. I forgot what it's called. It's not an alter G, I don't believe, but it's, like, it takes the weight off of you. So that's when I first started walking. That was, like, October, November, and that was – and I toured in June, so it was, like – Wow. It was wow. super long, and I think around March, April, I started, like, jogging, or I, I forgot what the exact date were, but I know I started doing a little stuff during spring ball, and it – I think that helps sped it along, and and I'm I'm at 100 right now. Like I t- I can tell when I came back to report for the summer workouts, everything just felt a lot better. I'm curious, how eager are you to get out there, and then what do you kind of see your role on this team? Can you be an inside guy, an outside guy? Can you play both on this defensive line? Um, I'm super excited, and I feel like I could play both. Um, wherever the coaches need me, I'm definitely down. If they need me to play inside, I'm definitely play inside outside. I just like D-line, honestly. Like, I feel like that's the funnest position in all sports. It's, it's nothing like it. And uh, I'm very eager because I never sat out, basically sat out the whole entire year. So it's like football is like a, a sport. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It's just so much fun. You just go out there and do whatever you want. What has your relationship with J.C. Price been like, kind of being your position coach? Was he very involved in your recruiting process as well? Uh, a guy that played at Virginia Tech, played your position. What does that mean to you? Um, it means a lot to me because he actually, he's tied with the sat record with Bruce Smith, with the single game sat record. He got it versus Miami. And I just think it's a big thing that he came back and coached here. And it's a it's major that I can pick his brain, learn from him, see what he has to say. Fleck is a huge thing for the whole entire program. And I'm excited to learn from him. It's been a good, it's been good. How about this defensive line as a whole? Obviously some new additions, kind of a position group uh, that they seem to really want to attack in the recruiting department uh, and in the transfer portal as well. So what are your thoughts on your brothers on the D-line and the position group as a whole heading into 2023? I love the D-line. Like this D-line is like, it's a, a close group, uh, very click. Click likes, like it's like a that's like family, family, like <laughs> like I love them guys. I'm excited to see how we do this this um this fall, like guys trying to make handshakes and all. So it's I'm excited to see how we do. I know before we we started this, you were talking about your dad and he was in the military. Did you ever consider being a military guy when you were younger? Oh, I feel like um that's the reason my grades just kept on slipping because I felt like after my. First year after my grades were slipping, I was like, I'm just going to the military, and that was it. And then 
I happened to have a good few football seasons down the road in junior college was just the route because I was I was set on the military, honestly. I don't think they let that haircut in the military. They probably have something to say about that. Yeah, my dad, he uh, he would probably would be better if I had a little buzz cut. Or he liked when I got waves. Okay. I had waves when I was young, like most of my life. And then I was, my mom got locks. So it seems like uh, I, I read before that you had a pretty large contingent of family that would come up to drive up to Lackawanna to see you play, like 15 deep coming up to see you play. Uh, I have to imagine that was tougher for them to get to Nebraska when you're out there. That's a long way to travel across the country. Uh, what's that fan base going to be like for you here in Virginia Tech where it's you know five hours down the road? Is it going to be back up in that 15 number coming to see you play? Well, actually, when we played Ohio State, at Ohio State, it was like at the 15 number, 15, 20. Okay. Caught himself the pain train. They just get on it on the sprinter van. They just get going. And I think nice. here, they um the ODU game is a big thing for them because we're all from the seven five seven area. And yes, yeah, I'm trying to get them tickets right now because it's about twenty of them want to come. How tough is that to get tickets for that one too? I mean, there's a lot of local guys. They're probably looking for tickets for that game. Yeah, that's the thing. There's so many local people from the seven five seven. So it's like. Like, it's months ahead. I've been trying. I've been trying since, like, June, try to get everything in order. Is that the game you're looking forward to most, or is there somebody else on the schedule that kind of really piques your interest, maybe an ACC opponent? Are you really excited to, you know, start and focus on week one, prime time, 8 o'clock kickoff on a Saturday night in lane? Yeah, I'm a big week-by-week week guy, so okay. I'm excited for ODU. And it, it kind of hurt because I wanted to play in the 757 actually last year because I think that game hurt me the most, not being able to go back. And see family and having them, that's like, that's 10 minutes from where I actually live. So it would have been it'd been a big thing for me last year. So I'm excited. I kind of am curious the parallels between Virginia Tech and Nebraska, if there are any. But when you look at these from a surface level, a fan's perspective, there are a lot of similarities. Both programs have that history of winning. It was Nebraska in the night, er, excuse me, in the 80s. It was Virginia Tech in the late 90s, early 2000s. The fan bases. I mean, no matter what the record is, both stadiums are sold out with crazy fans. They both have awesome traditions. So, you know, what are the parallels to you between Virginia Tech and Nebraska? If there are any, and if there aren't, what are what are the differences? Well, honestly, with the fan bases, like I think these are the two best fan bases in like college football. Like, if I I love Twitter personally, just to <laughs> go up there and laugh. But I'm going up there. I see a hokey football and Husker football. That's all I'm seeing down my timeline. Like these fan bases are like the best fan bases in college football, in my opinion. So these, like, I can't see any difference between them two. If I'm gonna be honest with you. So who has the better tunnel walk between the two programs? They're pretty famed at both places. Uh, and I, I was looking up some stuff about Nebraska. They play that Chicago Bulls song. Come walking through, I think. Uh, obviously, oh, yeah. Inter Sandman for, for uh, Lane Stadium. Which one is better, in your opinion? Oh, I'll have to go with Inter Sandman. Like I, I haven't seen. Of course, you had to say that. <laughs> no, no, I'm dead serious. Like, yeah. I, I, like I seen videos like that UNC one. I see that one like every day on my timeline. Like, that's a different. <laughs> you can't you can't go anywhere without seeing that one. So it's like that's a staple of college football. So is the feeling different when you're. You know, Andy and I were talking earlier, and, you know, I don't know what it looked like when you went through the tunnel, but we almost visioned you on, like, that scooter thing, dealing with your injury, right? What? It, how different is it that? And then, obviously, the spring game a little bit different, and then now how excited are you for the opportunity to do it 
the pads are on, the helmets on, and really do Sandman fired up, ready to play a game. How do, how different do you think those experiences will be? Yeah, I've been waiting for that feeling because I'm like that inter Sandman. Like from the outside, you hear because I used to go out in the tunnel like a little bit earlier. Okay, before they actually came down, because I'm like, because you know they sprint all the way down. I'm like, did you, you have know. the scooter? Were we right on? Oh, that? Yeah, I had my scooter for like the first, I think for Warford. I might have for the first two home games, and then after that, I was walking down the tunnel. But I always would go out first, and it, um, it actually brought tears to my eyes watching it last year. So I'm excited to come out to it. Your number zero, you wore that in Nebraska. You're wearing that here. Uh, strange number for a defensive end. I see a lot of defensive ends number zero. Uh, any meaning behind that? Why? Why did you choose that number? Uh, honestly, it was just like a new number, and I want to be the first one. To wear in a program, I'm not gonna lie to you. Okay, it's never been like <laughs> I just I thought like it was an interesting number. <laughs> yeah, the, and you and Ali both have it this year, right? Oh yes, yeah, sir. Okay, so you can't be on the field at the same time. That's yeah, I don't Hopefully think it'll be a, not, not gonna receiver. be a problem. Okay. Did you guys argue about that at all? Like oh, you can't take my number. And no, I was happy for him because um, me and Jalen we used to joke around with the two zeros, but now he's going. Jaylen so now Holson. I'm happy, you know, Jalen Holson. So happy it's another zero offense. I didn't want to be the only one, if I'm being honest. Right, right. What is your relationship? Do you, do you and Ali have any kind of special relationship? Because you wear number zero. How often do you even see those offensive guys? Uh, I see them pretty often, like through lifts. Well, I don't see them that often. <laughs> now, <laughs> now that I think about it. But um, outside of, like, the, the facilities, we see each other a lot. This team got a lot of team bonding, like, separately. So... Who are your guys? Do you live alone? Do you live with roommates? Oh, I live by myself. But like I said, the D-line, like a very close group. Like, we always watching the fight. What was it, two days ago? Yeah, a couple nights ago, big, yeah, big fight. What was Bud. it? Gaethje was in there? Oh, no, I was, we just watched Bud. And, and then we watched, of course, the um the early card. Okay, gotcha. But, the prelims, yeah. Yeah, so it was, uh, we have events like that. Like, when the draft came on, we all went to somebody's house, had food over. It's just... I hang out with the D-line a lot, and usually, like, the whole entire team, like, we do a bunch of, we had, like, a, a big cookout. Just the O-line had a cookout. Everybody went over there. Um, and I think they had a cookout for, like, the receivers, and everybody went over there. So it was just a big team, team bonding. Okay, let's get into some fun stuff, Andy, unless you had a couple more. Some of those were fun questions. All right, go, go let's, go ahead. Let's, let's go ahead. You ready for some uh, fun speed round type questions? Yeah. Cool. Okay. All right, first and foremost, so we, we kind of had to do our research here, right? And I noticed on Instagram, your profile picture is Jim Carrey as the mask, right? Okay, why that? Because it's obviously not you, but Jim Carrey is obviously an icon, and it's a great movie. Yeah, I like the mask. It's like he got two different personalities, like, I feel like it's like once you play football, like you put on a helmet, it's like a whole different person as you walk the streets. And that's one of my favorite movies, honestly. It's like, give them, you see them superpowers you have? Yeah. That's how it feels. Like, it's just amazing. Very cool. Very cool. Better nickname for you, Pain Train or House of Pain? House of Pain. Um, House of Pain. Okay. Okay. Which one you like? I like House of Pain. House of Pain. I agree. I like that yeah. one as well. I went to Wisconsin, so I'm biased for the House of Pain. Okay. Uh, That's the, fair. The jump around music. So. Yeah, the jump yeah. around fourth quarter. I, I I still get upset when they say that that's better than uh, Enter Sandman. I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. I have no comment. On that, so. <laughs> I was not close. Who did you kind of grow up uh, idolizing, whether it was an NFL player, a player in the state? You said you were a big college football guy. Your family was very into college football. Who have you kind of modeled your game after? Um, at one point, Julio Jones, 
That's why I had my locks at one point. I was like, I got to get him to stick out the helmet. And um, Michael Vick, like I played in football, I played every position except for guard and center. But I, they put me at every position. I played kicker, quarterback, wide receiver, safety, corner. Wow. Just, yeah, I don't play everything. When did you make the officials like I am a defensive lineman? Like when did that become proclaimed? Once it was just so fun. It was just <laughs> like I don't think it's any other position that's like you can just do whatever you want. It's so it's relaxed and it's fun and you can free roam. You can catch picks, you can get sacks, you can do it all right there. Any defensive lineman in the NFL you look to now, you're like, that guy, that guy's the dude right there. Oh, yeah, look at a few of them. Um, look at Vaughn Miller. Look at Aaron Donald. Of course, those guys. Um, Michael Parsons. He was – Um, I used to watch him a lot when he was at Penn State when I was in junior college. His first couple of years were um, real good. And Dante Fowler, I used to watch him. Like, I think he's my favorite DN outside linebacker. Like, him at Florida was, was special. Brent Pry brings up Micah Parsons quite a bit. You hear that? We've heard it quite a bit from him. I, I he imagine he brings up around lot, the team yeah. quite a bit, too. Oh, uh, Not that much, but he okay. does talk about him. I think that's his guy, thing. What's this pregame playlist look like? Or are you a no-music kind of guy before the game? No, it's a, I have a pregame playlist. It's been the same since, like, 2018. Wow. Yes, um, a few gospel songs to start off. So when you get on the bus, you're not too amped up. Then um, Young Boy, I forgot what's the song. Oh, I think no, it's not valuable pain. I wish I could remember it, but I don't remember the young boy song. Then it's uh, a little baby song, and then it's Chief Key for the rest. So, okay, for the rest of the entire thing. Yeah, it's like I think it's like eight of them left. It's only like a, a twelve. Interesting. Twelve song playlist. Interesting. Who's a player on the team that we haven't talked too much about that you think is going to have a pretty big year? Um, that is a good question. I think. I think the whole D-line room, I'm excited to see that D-line room. Like, I don't know if y'all been talking about a certain amount of people in the D-line room, but that D-line room, I think it's going to be a big season for the whole entire room. Any, and, and I would be hesitant to ask this question until I watched all the ACC Media Day stuff and I saw what they were asking on the ACC Network and stuff, so I'm going to ask it. Any quarterback that you just can't wait to get your hands on playing football this fall and uh, take to the ground with a big sack? Well, honestly, the ODU quarterback. Like, <laughs> I, like I just been thinking about it for a while. Like, I, I need a few sacks. Like, I've been, yeah, ODU, ODU first, and then I can worry about the rest. But ODU, I definitely need. All right. Well, I think that uh, I think that wraps things up. Feldarius, thanks so much for your time, my man. It's been really, really fun. Well, thanks for having me. I enjoyed myself. All right, again, today's show was brought to you by Triumph NIL. For Feldarius Payne, for Andy Bitter, I'm Giovanni Heater saying so long, and we'll see you next time on Triumph Spotlight.